Welcome to All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time. Our podcast offers friendly conversations with inspiring individuals in the autism community. All Autism Talk is brought to you by Autism Spectrum Therapies and the Learn AST Provider Network. Now, here is your host, Rob Hout. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Autism Talk. I'm your host, Rob Haupt, uh, Vice President at Learn Behavioral, an ABA provider of uh, ABA services for individuals with autism and other developmental disabilities all across the country. Um, You know, today's show, we're going to really emphasize this concept of social skills and social skill interventions. Um, You know, over the last 15 years as a BCBA, I've struggled with what is the best way to generalize social skills after we teach them? Um, it's, it's been very easy to sit down and say, these are the skills we need to work on. Now let's practice turn-taking, eye contact, problem-solving, sharing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but how do we go about generalizing those skills into the real world? And what is the right forum to do so? has been a challenge that I face as a professional um, for every single student I've worked with. Um, there's been a lot of successes along the way, and I've seen a lot of great um, platforms and arenas to really generalize these skills, um, but there's not been a one-size-fits-all. Um, even more so, a, a lot of our successes and a lot of my successes have really required a lot of time and effort to really get to know the individual, get to know the peer circle, that not only that they're in, but potentially what, what peer circle they want to be in. Um, today, today we're going to be talking with a guest who, who kind of has an interesting idea and, and something that's really new to me, but, um, but really seems to be working for a lot of individuals um, and has had a lot of success um, not only teaching social skills and problem solving, but really generalizing these skills into day-to-day life. So today we're going to be joined by Stuart Duncan. Now, Stuart's a single father of two boys, one of whom has autism. Um, And Stuart himself was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome at the age of 36. In 2010, he became actively involved in the autism community, um, both through his blog, Autism from a Father's Point of View, as well as via social media um, under the name Autism Father. In 2013, Stuart started a Minecraft server for children, um, as well as adults with autism, and for their family members. Members called Autcraft. Stuart, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, so, for uh, for fo- for folks like me who are probably uh, you know removed from things like like Minecraft and and kind of social media in, in many ways, um, you know, why don't you kind of start off by telling us like you know what Autcraft is and kind of how it all got started. Yeah, Autcraft. It's I kind of took autism and Minecraft and melded them mm-hmm. together into Autcraft. Um, it's a it's a semi-private, it's whitelisted server for kids to, and adults mm-hmm. to play Minecraft on in a safe environment. So back in like 2010, I was writing about autism. I had a blog and I was writing for mm-hmm. organizations and things like that. And I got quite the following, like you said, on social media. And I saw all these parents you know, dumbfounded by this Minecraft thing, but their kids loved it and they were talking about it nonstop. So the kids were playing it and watching it on YouTube. And when they watched it on YouTube, they saw people playing together. So they wanted to have a part of that too. And uh, unfortunately, because they have autism, they 
you know, behaved a little differently or they got angry easily or they, you know, raged uh, at certain things or whatever. And that would just draw all the attention of the bullies and things. So I started seeing all these parents on social media reaching out to each other, asking if their kids would play together, but they didn't have a place where they could do that. So that was when I decided I would start a Minecraft server, make it whitelisted and give them a place where they can play. So, you know, for folks out there, like, um, I feel like I learned a little bit because you did a great TED Talk, and, and I got to – I think that kind of helped put a lot of this in context for me. So, like, when you say there's, like, a whitelist server, it's something that um, I think you mentioned in, in that talk. You, you basically have to get invited. It's it's a space that you can control, not just, like, a, a public chat room where anyone can go into, right? Right, right. People have to apply, and they give us what their username is, and and that's what we whitelist Mm -hmm. onto the server, so only that username can get in. And, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, who in your family has autism and and how old you are and stuff. Nothing too personal, but just a little bit to know. And, uh, yeah, you have to be approved. So I, myself, usually, but um, since we've gotten busy over the years, I've actually got a couple of you working with me, but we will go through every single whitelist, and we will check every username against Google and databases and forum posts and everything to make sure that there's no, you know, dark history behind that name before we approve them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way, you know, it's a first line of defense. It's not our only line, but it's our first line of defense to make sure that this server cool. is, is talk, non-toxic. It's free of trolls and bullies. Yeah. So I'm one of those parents who, like, I've heard of Minecraft. My nephew is eight years old, and he thinks it's the coolest thing. I've, I, I know like nothing about it. So like, what kind of stuff are the kids doing on, on Autcraft to, to kind of interact and, and do all these different kind of social activities or, or just kind of different gaming activities? Well, Minecraft itself is a, uh, is like a sandbox world is what they call it. Basically like it generates a brand new world that's different from every other world mm-hmm. that's ever generated in the game. And you start out, okay. you know, wearing certain pants and you have to go and chop down some trees and dig some dirt and mine up some stone and diamonds and iron and stuff and start crafting things and build a home or make a castle or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And so all these kids um, join in the server and they're all equals right from day one, right? Like even though yeah. somebody else might've went and, and built themselves a house, they're not any better or worse than somebody who joins today. And so that person can join yeah. and then they can go and build a house together or they can go mining together or on an adventure together or, um, you know, any number of things they can do together. And some of them do get together and they build these great big, huge, elaborate cities and towns and and you know, statues and all sorts of stuff. Some of them landscape and make like a whole mountain and river and stuff. And But then we've also incorporated other, um, you can add plugins to Minecraft, which is what makes it really, really versatile. So we have plugins that keep mm-hmm. players safe you know, like protecting their bases mm-hmm. and, and making sure there's no swearing. But then there's also plugins like mm-hmm. uh, hide and seek and paintball and stuff. So the kids can all get together mm-hmm. and they can go and play these games together. These mini games they're called. So, you know, 10 or 20 of them will get together and play some paintball and just throw, you know, snow, it's snowballs in the wow. game. They throw snowballs at each other and the last team there wins. And so they have a great time and then they go back and they, they go back to building or caving or fighting monsters or whatever they want. And, tons of like the very first year we had one person who was like i'm going to make a great big mine pit pit. it's going to be a quarry it's going to be a great big hole and it's called the big dig and there ended up being like 50 people all in this hole in the ground just digging together and it was the best thing they were all it was the most social wonderful experience ever just digging a big old hole in the world (laughs) 
it's it's you know it's funny. I feel like uh, I'm definitely dating myself quite a bit here. Like I, one of my favorite memories as a kid is digging a giant hole in like on a beach for like all yeah, day. So right. I totally can like relate and be like, there was probably like 25 kids digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the silly thing, but it was it was like the best that. thing. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's all these kids and and adults too, like the parents and even adults with autism and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters. We the whitelist now the the list of names that are approved on the server is over Mm -hmm. ten thousand names now. So we have people all over the world, all walks of life, and everything, all coming in and just playing together. It's great. That's awesome. I mean, I know the the big thing that you know, hearing a little bit about the story, you know, before the show is, you know, I know that that bullying concern was a big part of that for you and in, in kind of starting all of this. Um, I mean, I'm curious, I, I have to assume there's been a lot of great stories of people just like just self-esteem changes or in the, in the confidence that kids are gaining from getting to participate in this in such a positive way. Yeah. And it was never really my intention to like, you know, build people up to make autism this wonderful, beautiful thing. And to sure, tell, you know, kids, how great they are. It was never really about, you know, empowering people. It was just about mm-hmm. letting letting these kids be themselves without having to worry about, you know, yeah. what people are going to think. And that was it. That was the whole, you know, just play. Don't worry. Just play. Don't worry. And mm-hmm. yeah, then just from that, just from building these friendships, working together, having the occasional argument and figuring out how to work it out, uh, stuff like that. And they, yeah, they, they gained all this self-confidence. So then, you know, not even like a month or two after I started the server, I started hearing from parents going, you know, my kid at school made a friend and they're playing Minecraft together side by side. And they actually talk to each other. Like my son never had a friend before. This is amazing. And I'm going, uh, you're welcome. I don't know. I didn't do anything. <laughs> like this is just right. this is your kid. This is your kid when he's not afraid. This is, that's all it is, is that they, you know, they found a common bond yeah. and they, you know, felt the self-confidence to talk and not be afraid of what the other person is going to do. And, and yeah, it's just gone from there. I've heard from kids who started on my server five years ago at the beginning of high school mm-hmm. and they've come back recently to tell me, Hey, I'm graduating high school and I just got my dream job. And I, and it's all because Awkraft gave me the self-confidence wow. to go for what I wanted and everything. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Wow. I was like, well, it's, you're welcome. I think, how do you say to that? Right. But yeah, I, I, there's amazing. Been so many stories like that. And it's, I mean, like, how could you not keep keep this server going? How can you not like? It's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I bet. Like, it's just. I, I think that that piece of just. I don't know. It, it's. You think about like that. Just the average person. Like how much a, a good friend. Um, a good positive experience, like that added confidence can give you to say, okay, I, I'm willing to try this new thing or learn this new thing or do this new thing. Like how much of a difference that makes to just any person for, you know, forget diagnoses or labels or anything like just to have that opportunity, it just seems like it would be so impactful for the, for these just individuals. It's one of those things that people just take for granted. Like nobody really thinks that you can't just yeah. be yourself, right? Like everybody just does their thing right. and they go through life. But for the, a lot of these kids, they've right. never been able to do that. Whenever they start to share something, like even their own parents, like I said, at the yeah. beginning, their parents were clueless about Minecraft and they were tired of hearing about Minecraft and the game and the videos and talking about it at supper and everything. Even their own parents, from that moment, you can kind of see that like even these kids were like, I can't stop talking about it, but I know when I'm talking about it, they don't want to listen to me because they're tired of hearing of it. So even they're like, even on that level, they love each other and there's no animosity there or anything. But even on that level, they're kind of like, yeah. I can't really be myself with my own parents, you know? 
So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just having this environment with all these other people who get it, like they're all, they don't judge each other. They support each other no matter what they want to talk about. And sure. yeah, it's such an empowering, you know, just, just have that freedom. <laughs> it, you know, you mentioned like, you know, you, there were certain things you didn't have in mind when you started this, but were there any kind of like core principles? Was there anything kind of like really driving the way you set this up? I mean, you know, you're, you're kind of the architect of this world to, to get it all off the ground. Were, were there certain things that you were like, I need to have this here for this reason or just to create this type of environment for, for the different users you were going to be adding in? A lot of it was trying to... It was kind of a mix, kind of trying to avoid problems before yeah. they happen. So, like, we would protect people's properties okay. so somebody else can't just come in and destroy your home or change it on you okay. or whatever. Um, but then there was also some other parts where, you know, if people started to have a disagreement or whatever, I wouldn't jump right in. I would just kind of let them have that disagreement until it got heated mm-hmm. or name-calling or whatever. Then I'd step in. But because, I, I, you know, they have to learn how to deal do those things. But um, sure. the main, the, the main, main thing for me and is what I look for. Okay. So the other admins that help me and I have helpers as well. There's senior helpers who are the adults and then other helpers okay. who are adults and children. Anyway, uh, my okay. helpers on the server who help me run the place, I choose them after months and months and months of watching them deal with all the players on the server. Like I need to see that they're helpful, okay. responsible, res- respectful, all that sort of stuff. But what, what gets me is if these people can help another person, another child or a player or whatever, who's having any sort of issue, whether they're feeling depressed or even suicidal or somebody's fighting with them or there's a disagreement or miscommunicate, anything, no matter what it is, if they can mm-hmm. help to resolve those things and talk to those kids and, and, and figure out solutions to these problems without any special commands, without being able to just ban people or mute them or teleport them away or yeah. do any of those things, if they can solve those things, those are the people I want helping. And so that was kind of my principle right from starting the server was that there are no punishments. You don't just get banned for no reason. You don't just get, you don't just get muted, which is, you know, to a child is like being told to shut up. You don't get punished for all any of these things. Like there's always a reason that something went wrong. And so we always take the time to talk to them, to find out what side of what, Mm -hmm. you know, both sides of the story, what actually happened, who, like I have uh, plugins that log everything that's placed and broken, so I can actually go in and check, and so I can see who's lying, who's telling the truth, what really wow. happened, blah blah blah. So every single time, and I tell the others to do this too. Whenever you talk to a child, they're going to be angry, they're going to be scared, something went wrong. First thing you do is you tell them that you're not mad and they're not in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the like that's their panic moment is. First, they're mad at somebody else. First, something went wrong, blah, blah, blah. But then when an authority figure, whenever an adult steps in, whenever somebody over them steps in, all of a sudden it's a whole other kind of panic because, oh, no, I'm in trouble. They're not going to believe me or I did something wrong and I lied about it or whatever it is. Oh, no. So it's always, you know what? I'm not mad at you. Everything's fine. You're not in trouble. I just want to help. Because even if they did something wrong, then you're there to help them find a better way, right? Oh, you could have come to us and we would have just moved this or changed this or we would have saw that they did this first or whatever. And so you explain exactly how things could have been handled better. And that was my whole philosophy right from the start. Everybody that joins me has the same. And so all the players eventually, instead of getting mad at somebody else for doing something wrong, they'll just go to the admins and say, this person did this. And then we can go and check and go, oh, yeah, okay, they did. And then 
everything's done. And it's like, wow. <laughs> right. And so they take that yeah. in the real world too, when they go to school or with their parents or whatever. And, and that helps a lot of the anger management. Like I've seen these kids deal with a lot of really, really hard issues better than most neurotypical mm-hmm. adults, because they will actually be like, you know what? I can't handle it right now. I'm going to sign off and I'll come back in a little bit. And they'll actually take like 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. And then they'll come back and go, okay, I feel better. Oh. And then they'll work something out. And it's like, <laughs> so, like I wish more people could do that. <laughs> so that, was, oh, that yeah. was my whole thing was just, just to tell them that they're not in trouble and I'm not mad at them yeah. and we're going to work it out and we do. And then that's how, that's how the whole server runs. You know, it, for me, the, the the part of this that seems the most challenging, and, and again, it may just be my, uh, you know, my limited online kind of lifestyle, um, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not even on Facebook, and I don't, I don't uh, do a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I tend to be more of like a face-to-face kind of person, and that seems to be the biggest challenge, and, you know, that that I find so amazing is the ability to diffuse all of these situations through phone calls and text chats it's it's not a, a face-to-face thing and so now you have you know a, a, there's a limit of the social cues the social world that we use to interact with one another yet everyone is diffusing these situations everyone is coping and problem solving these situations that that seems to be the greatest accomplishment in, in what you just described is, is is that component it is um there's a there's a certain yeah, it's that is true, but it's also the opposite too because in face to face in real life there can be a lot of distractions. Somebody might not sound mm. sincere, somebody might be leaning a certain way, somebody might be making a first, a certain facial expression. There might be sound sure. outside. There might be wind blowing. And for a person with autism, right? Like if you're in school, like I always picture yeah. in school, there's pictures all over the wall, there's an alphabet, there's a blackboard with writing on it, there's fluorescent lights flickering, there's people all around that smell different and sound different, and doing different things and fidgeting, and there's people walking up. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, you're a kid with autism, who's yeah. taking all this in at once, and then the teacher's like, are you listening to me? And you're like, uh, <laughs> right? And then they get mad because you're a kid who's not paying attention. But it's mm. the same thing. Like, when you, you kind of have to take yourself out of that mindset. Like, it's really hard to take yourself out of yourself and go, wait a second, maybe all these cues that I'm taking to make communication totally. better might actually be making things even harder. If I was to just strip it all away and just actually say what I'm actually feeling, what I actually think, what I actually want to say to yeah. you, and there's nothing else that, you know, to, to try and interpret on top of that. Sure. So, I mean, it's kind of like, like I said, like, you're kind of right. I mean, when you're yeah. trying, when you're trying to calm somebody down, you, you soften your voice, you lower your, your you know, you kind of lean in closer and put a hand on their shoulder. Yeah. It's, okay. it's okay. You can't do that in Minecraft. But at the same time, you know, when you say, listen, I'm not mad at you. And they just sort of like, what are they, they they're not going to go, well, why are you standing over top of me? Cause I'm not right. <laughs> so, totally. you know, they just have to take yeah. it at face value. Well, it's, it uh, no, it makes perfect sense. If, you, if you've stripped it down to some of the to lesser cues, lesser distractions, and say, let's start here. Limited number of cues, get and get to this problem solving. And and so now I can see how we did this with two cues, and now you start taking it into a little bit of a broader world, and now you start to have all this practice, all this success the confidence kicks in and now I can start to generalize this with more distractions or more cues and, and start to take it into, to, um, more situations and environments. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, yeah, you got to start somewhere and you uh, build upon it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I really wanted to make sure we talked about and I thought was really interesting is um, I know there's been some research behind Otcraft, and there was a study published uh, where Otcraft where was the subject. And so I was really hoping to kind of hear a little bit more about that and, you know, what was the study and, and, and what, did it, uh, what did it point out? There's actually several story, studies going on now. Wow. But um, the one that was published was basically um, socialization for children with autism. So basically um, a lot of it was the stuff that we've been talking about. Some of it is, Mm -hmm. um, which was actually just another another paper from the same study released saying that um, there has to be more of a focus on children being able to play for the sake of playing, which was, which is basically like I was saying at the beginning, um, they, they make progress and they do well just by being able to be themselves and just play and not have mm-hmm. them focus on the learning aspects or the uh, progress aspects, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. But another part that was really interesting to me um, in the study was that I do take admins and helpers and everybody from the community to help run the community. And in doing so, mm-hmm. I do pick parents, autistic parents, autistic adults, mm-hmm. sisters, brothers, aunts, all these different people who in the vast autism community, anybody who's been in the autism community for long enough knows that there's usually a divide on any given topic. There's always fighting happening in the, in the autism community. More so than most, I think, is there's just so many different topics that people are so divided on. And with Autcraft, what we've done is, what I've done is, um, sort of brought all that together and said, listen, I'm, I have Asperger's syndrome myself, and I have a son with autism. And I'm trying to do all this stuff, but I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the perspectives and and know the best way for everybody. And so when I take people on to be even even like the 12-year-old helpers that we have on right now, they are actually helpers and they can Mm -hmm. mute other players if they're being insulting or whatever. They've they've been given responsibility. Even those people have a save. So I don't just go on the server and say, listen, we're doing this today. I, we actually right. all plan things together, and even even these children have a say in saying, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should do it like this, or maybe we have, you know, have you thought about this or whatever. And so all of that goes into the server and accounts for all 10,000 people. So even even the players themselves, even if, they're, if we haven't made them helpers, they all have a say. So a lot of the things that are in the game right now were suggested or talked about on the server with the players. And... Mm-hmm. When I when I say that, you know, I'm not the community, I'm not the person that's like the whole community was what makes Autcraft so great and why there's TED Talks and search studies and stuff is because I didn't make it all about me. Like I didn't decide that, mm-hmm. you know, this my way or the highway. And we have a community, a society of 10,000 autistic people and kids and their families all in one group, all coexisting and, and creating one of the best places on the Internet because – we all work together so well, which is totally counterintuitive to what most people who don't know about autism think, like we're antisocial and lack empathy and stuff, right? But yeah. here we are working together and creating this great place. So that was kind of what the research study yeah. ended up boiling down to, was that we have such diversity and we work together and we create all these things and all these kids talk to each other, support each other, and end up becoming friends with other people outside of it. So yeah, the, this study <laughs> covered all that. It's huge and it took me a long time to read. Wow. But it's great. No, it's. It, I mean, it's awesome, and I, you know, it's 
it's, it's the comment you made just a second ago is, is the one that kind of sticks with me. Is like, I feel like there is that misconception that okay, well, if you have autism, you must be antisocial. And and I think about like some of the most social people I know are people on the spectrum. Like they will mm-hmm. they will ask you every question they can and genuinely earnestly want to know the answer. I mean, we, we I'm thinking of one young man uh, who's, who actually now is not so young anymore. Um, he, I mean, the most genuinely interested person I've ever met in a, in a social conversation. And, you know, that's not the stereotype. And, and, and th- this type of environment sounds like it really kind of fosters that, you know, people who want to make connections with one another, um, giving them a safe place to do that, or people who just maybe want to learn how to make, make one connection. I mean, that, that, that's what's really cool about it. Yep, absolutely, and I see it all the time. There's even every once in a while, I'll see somebody sign on and they don't even talk for the first little while, but then they open up and they start wow. asking for help or this or that, or or they. A lot of the times, the most quiet ones, they actually the first time they open up is when they offer to help. When somebody else needs something, yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, you you need you need some wood. How much do you need?" And like I'm like, "Really? <laughs> this is the first thing you say. Yeah. That's great." Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing antisocial or like anything like these kids support each other. When somebody comes on to having a bad day, every totally. single one of them joins in the chat and tell them how great they are and how it's okay. And how, you know, it'll be okay. And stuff like that. And it's, and it's amazing. It's like any journalists or anybody that we've ever had on, they all agree that it's, yeah. you know, they've never seen anything like it. Awesome. You know, you mentioned the divided community that is the autism community, and, and it's. I'm glad you you brought that up because that was actually one of the very first things I thought of when when um, I knew you were going to be on the show. Is, you know, I feel like video games themselves are very a, a divided topic in the autism community. You know, I, I think I've heard. Um. I think I've heard Temple Grandin speak half a dozen times, and I think every single time I've heard her, she brings up video games and and says, you know, get your kids off video games, don't do the video games. You know, has Minecraft or, or, sorry, Autcraft been met with that type of um, dividedness from the community? Have you seen folks who have kind of had that, well, this is not a positive thing because these kids are um, on video games or, you know, this computer game versus, you know, real life interactions. Yeah, I definitely, it hasn't been as bad as what I would have thought, but pretty much every time there's an article written or somebody mentions it, there's usually at least one to maybe five people that'll be in the comments saying, no way, there's no way I'm letting my kids touch it. It's so addictive and my kid would never stop if I had them and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, on a case-to-case basis, the parents are probably absolutely right, and it probably is the best decision. But at the same sure. time, there's probably a whole bunch of them where I'm like, you know, if you just joined in with them and played for a few hours here every once in a while, like you and your child yeah. would have the most amazing bonding experience. It would have so much fun. And, you know, to just lock them out from this thing that all these other people are benefiting from just because you're afraid of that seems a little unfair. How, but you know, it's rare. That you know that you just said something that that wouldn't have occurred to me, um, in how you would do that. But it but it probably happens a lot. Is you know are you finding a lot of parents do playing Autcraft with their child? Yeah, yeah, tons. And I'm constantly like every couple of months or so, I'm making a post about how their par- how the parents need to be joining in with their kids. First of all, for safety yeah. reasons, like you don't know. Like it, sure. I I tell pe- I tell parents straight up, don't trust me. Don't trust me. Don't trust the other men. Don't right, trust anybody right, right. you see online. 
play with your kids and see everything that they see. Talk, you know, it, yeah. be, be next to them at the computer and see the private messages, um, see who's talking to them and what they're sharing and stuff like that. Be part of it because that's how you ensure that they're safe online. I mean, don't be like a helicopter parent, like where you're watching every little right. move they make, but just play with them and you'll see what they see and you're, you're going to have fun at the same time. But also there's such a bonding experience. Like if your child is talking yeah. about Minecraft nonstop, playing Minecraft, watching YouTube Minecraft nonstop, goes to school and talks about it, and you're just sitting there going, rolling your eyes going, this is terrible, you won't stop. How right. great would it be if you could join in and say, what do you want to build tomorrow? Right? Like I've heard right. from so many parents. Yeah. Some of my admins who are on right now have never played Minecraft before they joined Outcraft with their kids. And now they're building wow. with them and doing all this sort of stuff. And even they say, like, I never would have imagined that I would be able to figure it out, much less, you know, actually be doing all this stuff with all these kids and having such a great time. And I think a lot of parents just don't, like, they, not, not that they're closed-minded, but they just don't want to even, you know, entertain the idea that they would ever be able to put a keyboard sure. and a mouse in front of them and have fun doing this thing. But majority yeah. like hi we have tons of parents who play it and i often laugh because in the chat you'll see somebody go hey mom do you want to go do this or whatever and i'm thinking yeah you can't do that on any other server <laughs> don't do that on other servers or else yeah you will get bullied but it's a commonplace thing that happens here all the time yeah and it's wonderful to see and yeah like i've heard from so many parents who said i'm so glad that i put that aside that feeling aside and actually just took the plunge and started playing because it was the best thing ever that's awesome that's so great yeah it, it i mean that just really seems like it makes such a big difference it's like you just said it's like your kids talking about minecraft all day like you go and be a part of it and it's you know I, that that probably is a there's a big difference between that and i'm sitting on you know, PlayStation doing this, playing this one game by myself all day long. Like it's, it just seems like a completely different experience. Well, I'm sure you've seen that quote or that meme or whatever, where it says, you know, your child isn't ignoring you. They're just waiting for you to join them in their world. Well, this is like taking that literally, like they've literally created this virtual world with their own house and furniture and pets and everything. And they're waiting for you to join their world. It's not, an abstract, you know, sort of nice cat poster sort of, this is literally them waiting for you to join them in their world. And you're rolling your eyes going, I can't stand listening to this anymore. Like just, just join them, just grab a mouse and keep, if, if six year olds can pick up this game and figure it out and even get onto a server and start learning how to read and write by talking to the other kids, you as a grown up, you can figure this out if you try. <laughs> you yeah. just have to actually, yeah. you know, you have to you have to push that feeling away that you'll never get this or you don't like technology or whatever. And just take that plunge, yeah. get in there and try it for a little bit and who knows, maybe it's not, but at least you've tried. You tried to join your child in their world and you know, that is going to mean everything to them. To the child who's built their own world and has all this stuff. How much does it mean to that child to have their parents join them? Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, one of the things that you, you touched upon earlier, and, and I know you touched upon this in your in your TED Talk as well, which I thought was really cool because of, you know, just being an ABA person myself is it, it, you embedded so much positive reinforcement into 
the uh, into the game. And so, like, I think there was like a lot of different ways you could kind of earn different rewards. And I think there was like a, a special sword. I think you said in your TED talk that like mm-hmm. the, the the people can earn for like being great members of the community. Um, you know. I, I have to assume like that was all done by intention, like you said. Like let's emphasize the good rather than um the punishment. Um, you know, is that is that something that you guys have seen more more discussion in, in the research that's been done in the dissertations and, and things that are kinda of underway? Sadly no. <laughs> now that you mentioned it. Um yeah, I I don't know. I haven't actually seen much mention of that. And hmm. Uh, like you, I, like I think that's pretty important, and why I mentioned it in my TED talk. Like we, yeah, we do have players yeah. of the week. We have caught being awesome, which is totally random, just good act of kindness. We reward you, and mm-hmm. um, all of our ranks are based on whether or not you're helpful and stuff, not just whether you apply for it and you have enough experience. Um, yeah, we want to reward people for who they are, and not necessarily what they can do. Competitions are good. We need competitions in the Olympics right. and all that sort of stuff. But I want to re- re- reward these yeah. kids for how nice they are to each other and how much they support each other, not whether or not they can win at paintball. Um, but, yeah, like there has right. has not been a lot of mention of that in any of the research studies or dissertations or any of that sort of stuff, um, which is a little surprising to huh. me. I mean, they do mention they, – they mention that we don't punish. You know, like if we mm-hmm. mute a child – it's because they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, cruel or name calling or, you know, get out of control mm-hmm. or whatever. But mostly, even then, like, we don't mute them because they're doing that. We mute them because of the way the other players are going to see them as a result. So if somebody starts getting mean because they're angry, we're not muting you to punish you. We're muting you because we don't want the other kids to right. hate you. We don't want the other kids to think bad things of you only because you were angry. And so that stuff shows yeah. up in the dissertation articles and stuff. But but the the rewards for being a good person, a good helper and doing well, those that stuff doesn't come up all that much. <laughs> you know, it's it's so that's the thing that to me is the most interesting just coming from, you know, an ABA background and you know, I I kind of thought to myself, so we're creating a society where you get rewarded for being a good member of society. It's like what what a great lesson to learn. Like we 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 always struggle I think in the ABA world of Okay, people will say, well, I start off with reinforcement and I'm going to use edible reinforcement and then we need some more natural reinforcement, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the ultimate challenge is intrinsic motiva- motivation. You know, I do this for this internal reason. You know, that's the part that I would, that I think is just so interesting is, is this kind of like that foundational thing. I'm in this world. I'm being rewarded for just being a good citizen, for being a good person. That in and of itself be, should ultimately be a good intrinsic motivation for a person. You know, is that that stepping stone? And then you take that into this now greater society or world that I'm in um, outside of the game and, and see, by you know, I want to be a good person. Great. And I'm getting now the rewards for being a good person through friendships, through positive social interactions, et cetera. Again, it seems like it might be that stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And we have heard um, stuff like that. Like um, one child I'm thinking of in particular, uh, I say child, but he's yeah. like a teen, 14, 15. He, um, right. he came back to the server one day and he said, and he was all excited. He was happy, excited. He came back and he's like, mm-hmm. I went to the grocery store today with my family. And there was this little old lady and she was pushing her cart. She was having a hard time getting it to back to her car. And I would never, ever go and talk to anybody or do anything. But I thought if this was Autcraft, I would go and help that person. So 
right. he actually told his parents, I'm going to go and help her and went and helped her push her cart to her car. And she told him what a nice young man he is and how happy are his parents. And he raced back to Arcraft going, I got to tell you guys. And it was, he was just so happy that he did this thing for this little lady and that she, you know, thanked him and told him how nice he was. And so, I mean, <laughs> you know, just being able to, awesome. to encourage a child to help another child and do this stuff. And then they mm-hmm. go out in the world and do that is incredible. That is awesome. That is so, so cool. I, I feel like I, I actually feel like that's like the perfect like story to kind of end on because that's, I mean, it just kind of sums up of what you were trying to do. It's like let's let's kind of give a place for people to feel safe to be themselves and then kind of be that and be that person. That's that's so cool. Um, thank you so much for being here. I want to you know if people want to, I'm sure there's people who are listening to this and and haven't heard of Altcraft or, or they're brand new to it or. You know, if folks are interested and they want to kind of like get involved in all of this, like where 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 does someone go? How does someone become, you know, part of Autcraft? Well, our website is autcraft.com, A-U-T-C-R-A-F-T, autcraft.com. Um, we have tons of info there, all the rules for the server. We have a forum. We have testimonials. The whitelist application is there. All kinds of stuff is there. But then also on social media and Facebook and Twitter and stuff, search for Autcraft, and you'll find us all over the place. Um, and then... Um, there's, you can even go further than that and search for me. My name online is autism father. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a Twitter with like 15,000 people and, and Facebook pages and stuff too, where I'm often talking, you know, like on Autcraft, I'll talk about the, the general scope of what's happening on Autcraft. But then on my social media, I'll talk yeah. about, you know, lessons learned and, and be reaching out to those parents and talking about the research articles and, and things like that. And my Ted talk and stuff like that. And in April, I tried to break a world record and stuff. So that was, that's all on my social media. Um, so search for cool. Autcraft or autism father. And yeah, you'll like not only find stuff about the server, but you'll find out all about the research and the stuff going on behind this and everything else too. So cool. Awesome. Awesome. Stuart, thanks so much for being here. It was great to talk to you and get to learn about all this, this great work you guys are doing at Allcraft. Thank you very much. So I think today's show is a really good example of kind of challenging our, our kind of norms, our, you know, standard kind of thoughts. You know, for for me, I, I just, I never really would have thought of, you know, a world like Minecraft or or that type of online profile as the platform to teach social skills. Um, but but in talking to Stuart and kind of breaking it down more, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. It, the, the online world actually does break down a lot of things. It, it eliminates a lot of distractions. And, and that's the part of, of Artcraft that really kind of resonated with me in, in talking to Stuart is, by eliminating some of the social cues that can maybe be a distraction or get in the way, you know, a lot of, of the people online are able to kind of get to a couple of key core elements, have less distraction, a little bit more focus to allow for the practice and then ultimately the generalization. And, and in many ways, that is what we do as behavior analysts on a regular basis, try and teach core critical skills in a less distracted environment, manner, format. Um, And so it's really cool to see all the different ways we can take technology. You know, as I said at the top of the show, um, this may not be the, you know, one-size-fits-all social skills solution. We're we're probably never going to get there. But I'm already thinking in my mind of a bunch of kids, you know, 
10 years ago who, man, if Artcraft had been there, what a great platform this could have been for them to go hand in hand with some of the different things that we were working on in our sessions. Um, so it's always great to like learn about more of these things and see what else is out there. Um, so if you guys out there, you know, have these types of concepts, see these types of things that are really working great for you, for your kids. You know, we'd love to hear about them. Reach out to us more info at autismtherapies.com. Reach out to us via Facebook, via the autism spectrum therapies, Facebook page. Um, as always, it's just great having you here. Hope you guys all take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next time. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode of All Autism Talk. This podcast is brought to you by the Learn AST Provider Network. You can listen to previous episodes at allautismtalk.com, on iTunes, and on Apple Podcasts. All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.